Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter and the people and organizations that are making a difference. My first guest this morning has to be one of the busiest people in Miami-Dade County, devoting her time daily to making life better for residents and visitors alike. And still, she finds time to be at events, making speeches, honoring people for their work, and participating in community events like the 41st annual Bonanza Biscayne Bay Shore Cleanup. And still time to talk to us on Community Focus. So happy to welcome Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava, or as we call her familiarly, just Mayor Daniela. Welcome. Thank you, Ellen. I appreciate that introduction so much. Uh, it's and I all true. To... <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I attend Bonanza, but we actually had a special event for the artists because it's a competition and young people do the art every year for the Bonanza t-shirts. So can you reveal what we're going to see on the t-shirts? <laughs> no, I don't want to really give too much away, but I will tell you that the judges had a really hard time this year. So one design is on the t-shirt and another is on a long sleeve shirt. Is that the most diplomatic way to do things? I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, we'll have to go to see it. And I know that yes. you will be there with us very much looking forward to it on April 15th. Why is Bonanza so important for Miami-Dade County? Everybody cares about our bay. Everybody who likes to do cleanups, and there are many, many groups that do cleanups, thank you, they know that what goes anywhere on the ground could end up in the bay. So we do these cleanups every year. We do them at multiple sites, and we have other environmental educational events to promote awareness about the importance of our beloved Biscayne Bay, our blue heart, oh. clean and beating. So how does keeping the bay clean and blue and like the heart of Miami-Dade County, how does it contribute to making Miami-Dade a desirable place to visit, which helps our economy, and also to work and live? For sure. We are a place that lives with the water. We're so blessed to have it. And people do come here for visits and also those who live here who so enjoy being on the water, looking at the water. It is truly our economy. The environment is our economy. Uh, not only the beaches, but also in the bay. And when it's full of trash and debris, then that is not only hurting our overall ecosystem, but it's hurting the animals. It's reducing the recreational value, the fish. You can't find them, fish them, see them on the reef. So large cleanup events keep our bay and our waterways clean and help educate everybody about the importance. Now, you are a big part of educating the public about the importance, not only of cleaning up the bay, but being aware of the environment in general. At Bonanza last year, this was such a big deal. You introduced another initiative that's environmentally friendly called Plastic Free 305. What are some of the steps that you have been asking people to take to help reduce the use of plastic in Miami-Dade County? Yeah, if you do any kind of bay cleanup or just go visit along the water, you will see how much of the garbage is plastic. So, so much of our single-use plastic pollution is the result of carelessly throwing things down, not recycling, and also not utilizing single-use plastic. So we asked businesses to reduce their use of plastic, and we are giving them special recognition if they join the Plastic Free 305 movement. You can learn more at miamidade.gov slash plastic free 
305. You get to put a big seal in your window of your business to show that you are working on reducing plastic and you help the environment and you help our beauty. Yeah. And it's been really encouraging to see more people carrying their own refillable bottles for water and using the reusable straws that are made of metal. So definitely progress. Yeah. What was it like for you as mayor seeing all the residents who came out to support Bonanza last year? Oh, it's just a joyful occasion. People come with their families, their scout troops, their religious groups, all kinds of ways that people show up from every different community and they have fun. So we make it fun. We have giveaways, food, t-shirts. We have 31 locations that includes five boat sites and four inland sites. So everyone can be part someplace near their home. If you've never been on a boat or visited an island in the bay, we also have some cleanups on those features as well. I did that last year. I took the boat across to one of the islands, which was wonderful. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that I discovered that amazed me is people throw things on the ground, even though there's a garbage can five feet away. What can, yeah, what can you say to motivate our residents and neighbors to be proactive in taking care of the environment, not just by throwing something in a garbage can, but joining us at the 41st Bonanza Biscayne Bay Shore Cleanup, April 15th? I think if you see something, say something, help to educate people. I know, and, and it could be a little tough, but I have stopped people when they put recyclables in the garbage bin and there's a recycle bin right next to it. I have stopped people when they've thrown something out their car window and just said, uh, remember that is trash that affects all of us. I think mostly pride in our environment and our surroundings is what will make a difference. And young people are the ones that are such effective messengers. Just reminding everybody that it's our beautiful environment to cherish and just don't be a polluter. It seems so simple, and yet tons and tons of trash are picked up every year during this Biscayne Bay cleanup, which is why we need people to register at miamidade.gov slash bonanza. We're just four weeks away, so the sooner you register, the more likely you are to get the location of your choice. And as you mentioned, 31 locations this year, that's four additional from last year, so we're covering even more ground, which is wonderful. You know, when you say that you've stopped people who are dumping garbage, what is their reaction? Do they know it's you, the mayor? (laughs) Yeah, I have to say I have startled some people. I think they uh, will remember that the mayor mentioned something about the trash. Okay. If you're just out for a walk with your dog or your family and you see something, you know, you can do it respectfully or you could even make a point of, say, picking up the trash. And that would maybe remind people that they, too, should have pride. Okay. And what is the best way for someone who is not the mayor, in addition to picking up someone else's garbage, to really help affect positive change in our community in any number of ways? I think all of us have a role to play and it does really matter each individual action. So if you recycle properly, for example, it's very confusing. People do not know and they assume that things are recyclable, like plastic bags, which are not. Do not put your recyclables in a plastic bag. So all of this, you can find out on our website, check out what's recyclable. Also, you could drive less 
and live more. You could try alternative ways to get around town. You could take the metro rail, a bus, ride your bike. You could compost. This is huge. We have a very high percent. I heard 40% of our waste could be composted. And there are little units that people can use even in apartment buildings. I live in a house with a yard. I do have a very extensive composting project in my house. We use it for the plants. It works out great. And also don't use fertilizer on your plants during the rainy season because the rain will wash off into our waterways and end up in the bay. Thank you. Never even thought of that. Wow. I love how you live what you speak and really are a role model for our community. And, you know, I I wasn't kidding when I said you are just everywhere. You seem to always be out doing something for the community and always with a smile on your face, just in your very calm, possessed manner. Thank you, Ellen. Where does that come from? Where can we buy some of that? (laughs) Well, I'm very motivated by people around me. I, first of all, have 30,000 county employees who are dedicated to good service. And then we have all of the community groups and people who volunteer, people who care and step up. And we have all of our businesses that get involved in the community and all of the people who stepped up into leadership roles. So we are surrounded by people who care so much about this place. And it just brings a smile to my face whenever I'm around the people who do care. Well, I'd want you to know that you are one of our honorees during Women's History Month as a trailblazer, as the first female mayor in Miami-Dade County. And it's been a quiet time in terms of no scandals, no crazy politics. You just go about doing your job for the people every day. And we thank you for that. Oh, thank you. There are challenges, I'll tell you. But If we work together and have a really great team, which we do, we can overcome those challenges and work together to keep our community safe and productive. And we want everyone to have the freedom to thrive. Well, we're looking forward to working together with you April 15th for Bonanza, the 41st annual. Again, the website, miamidadegov slash Bonanza, or do a slash mayor and start reading about some of the initiatives that Mayor Daniela has put into effect and the action steps in the organization and all of the work that is going in toward making Miami-Dade County just a beautiful place to live and visit. So thank you for everything and for your time. Thank you, Ellen, for being a great, great community partner. Appreciate it. And we'll see you on the 15th. Joining us now on Community Focus, someone whose name you might know as part of the law community, but also being known as part of the mental health awareness community, Stephanie Fenstersheib of Tell Robert Foundation. Stephanie, thank you, first of all, for being here and talking to us. This is the third year in a row we have this opportunity. I'm glad you can make time for us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, we will always make time for you guys. As will we you. What you're doing with the Tell Robert Foundation is so critical to our community. Uh, The mission, I know, is about bringing awareness to the prevalence of mental health disease and drug abuse in our community, especially among young adults. I know many people start foundations or nonprofits because of a personal experience. Uh, Do you want to briefly explain what motivated you and your brother to start Tell Robert Foundation? Yes, we are no exception to that. Um, Unfortunately, about three years ago now, um, our brother suffered from mental health disease and drug abuse 
sadly took our father's life and then took his own, leaving us suddenly uh, parentless, without our dad and without a brother. So we kind of had to step up, um, you know, and change our life around in the blink of an eye. And, you know, so many people, when they go through a tragedy like that, they want to do something and spread the word and give something back. And most people don't really know how to start a nonprofit. It can be really complicated. You guys probably have the benefit of having a law background and knowing people in law who could help you with that. But again, to keep it going, you're now in your third year coming up with the Tell Robert 5K. That is pretty extraordinary to take an idea and turn it into something that continues and is successful. What do you attribute the success of Tell Robert Foundation to? Honestly, yes, we did have help. You know, we do know people um, that helped us form the foundation. But essentially, the motivation is just the cause behind it. You know, every day, at least myself, you know, I don't wake up without thinking about my dad at some point. So it's definitely the motivating factor, um, you know, and just keeping his legacy alive and his memory as well as our brothers. So it definitely has got to be the number one factor. And I am sure there are many, many people who can relate to that, people who have loved ones who are living with mental health disease. What have you learned since you started the foundation that maybe you can offer some guidance to someone who's going through a similar situation? Uh, essentially, it's just that, that literally you have no idea who is living with what day to day. I've spoken to and met so many people that have, you know, mental health issues either directly within themselves or somebody close to them. And it's just honestly unbelievable how prevalent it is. And you just have no idea. And then once you start talking about it and you say, you know, I have this foundation, um, this is what happened, then they start to tell you their stories. And it's really nice that, you know, people start to feel more comfortable opening up. That's a gift that you're giving them, and no one understands the way that someone who's been through it does. Has there been a healing process for you in talking to other people who've been through similar situations? Yes, 100%. It's just, you know, at first you have kind of a pity party, you know, why did this happen? You know, why me? Why us? And then you start to talk to other people, and you're like, wow, you know, we all have situations, and you know, no one's is worse than the other. Everybody's going through their own tragedies, their own challenges. So it's just nice to be able to like, you know, connect with people and just try to make something good out of something that just seems so horrible at the time. And it continues to be a horrible issue in our community, really nationwide. Um, you know, we've talked about many times how the COVID pandemic affected people's mental health and people have still not recovered from, you know, being in lockdown or losing loved ones as you did. But, you know, with your focus on drug abuse as part of the equation, have you been able to speak with people who are experts about that aspect of it? And what have you learned? I mean, we've definitely reached out to people and people have reached out to us as well, um, either through our website or email and just try to offer their help and their guidance. Let us know they have, you know, locations that are able to take in people locally and just offer their help to those that need it most. So that's probably the one thing I learned is there's a lot of these recovery places close by, you know, and that's who we choose to donate to every year um, when we do these fundraisers. So it's nice to know that there is help around us. Right. And that's one of the things that sets you apart from some of the nonprofits. There are those that actually treat, but your goal is to support the ones that treat. 
how exactly. do you how do you make those choices? There are a lot of organizations, and you have a list on your website, tellrobertfoundation.com. How do you have to go through a vetting process with each organization to make sure that they're doing what they say they do and that you feel comfortable recommending them? Yeah. So basically, I do speak to either the owners or the operators of the different organizations. I like to go out to the facility, you know, see where their money is going, how they're helping the community and just make sure that, you know, it's a legitimate operation. Um, Because we do, I like to think, do raise a decent amount of money to help these organizations. So we want to make sure that since we don't have the expertise, we're giving it to somebody who does. You know, thank you for saying that because so many people don't want to admit that, you know, they don't know something. And the, the fact that you acknowledge that and that's why you're helping others is uh, really, uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I don't in any way mean to make it sound like, no. you know what I mean? No, like, trust me. I'm not even going to pretend okay. that I know the first thing about starting something like that. Right. We, we can consult you on law, but mental health is not exactly. your expertise other than from personal experience. So, you know, you're coming up on the third annual Tell Robert 5K. This is your key fundraiser through the year. How have things evolved going into the third on April 15th? Yes, so it is April 15th at the Hollywood Broadwalk. It is starting at 7 a.m. We've definitely evolved. The first year, obviously, it was all virtual, um, so we didn't have the option of meeting anywhere. Um, The last two years, we've been lucky enough, you know, to be able to start it at the Hollywood Broadwalk, and the city has been very helpful. Um, And it's just been growing and growing. We're, you know, looking to have more supporters out this year, some more media coverage. So we're just super excited to see how this is growing and, you know, how everybody's getting more aware of what's going on out there. That's the goal. It's almost a little, I mean, it's really daring that you did the first one during the pandemic, all virtual. How has the process been for you in actually going live now two years in a row and in the planning of it? You know, there there are so many other things to consider than just an online event. Yes, it's definitely, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it and it's a lot of fun. And just seeing everybody, um, I know last year on the morning of the race, it's just so nice to see everybody's smiling faces there for a cause and, you know, remember why we started this. So we're just hoping to keep, you know, growing and growing every year and, and keep going. What would you want people to tell others to persuade them to come out to the Tell Robert 5K? What makes it special in addition to that, you know, it's a great morning, it's the, the Broadwalk, it's Hollywood, um, you know, what underneath that would be a motivating factor for people? Honestly, it's their support, whether it's in person, whether it's financially, like just having their support there, it means so much to us. Um, and it's exercise. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> but no, honestly, the support means more than anything in the world to us. Have you been finding that of the people who participate, many of them are ones who have loved ones who are dealing with some sort of mental illness or drug abuse? Yeah, it's definitely a good mix. Um, you know, a lot of it are people that my dad, you know, knew personally, um, but there are people that they have their own stories and they support the cause, you know, for their personal reasons. So we encourage anybody and everybody to come out there. Okay. So it's April 15th on the Hollywood Broadwalk. Where do you go to sign up? You can sign up on the website 
tellrobertfoundation.com, or if you go to the Run Sign Up page and type in Tell Robert, it will pop up there as well. Okay, and I know that they don't allow dogs on the broadwalk in Hollywood. I know, that's so sad. (laughs) Well, that could be your next mission. Um, It's going to be one day. Okay, but is this um, a child-friendly event? Yes, 100%. Um, My daughter will be there this year. I'm going to wake her up in the morning, so she can't get out of it. Um, But yes, no, kids, everybody's welcome. We're going to have, you know, babies in strollers, and the kids are going to bring their bikes. So anybody and everybody, we would encourage them to come out. Is this a chip-timed 5K? No. That is a goal for for the upcoming years. We've been getting some competitive people asking, you know, if they're going to be timed and all that. So that's definitely a goal for the next uh, coming years, for sure. But your medals for all the finishers might as well be, they are so beautiful, you know, where you've got the big 2023 and a wrap. I mean, you have to look at it on the website. It really is a beautiful medal and something that I think people will treasure and will help remind them of the cause. One of the things that you've begun doing with the Tell Robert Foundation is a book bag giveaway for young people. Why did you bring that into part of Tell Robert? Well, we just realized, you know, kids in the community, um, you know, if they're able to go to school, that's, you know, that's a gift in and of itself. So we want to make sure that they're comfortable there. They have what they need. So we kind of just like to supply the basics so they can feel comfortable and, you know, with their peers when they're going to school. So we just believe, you know, starting in the community, starting with the younger generation, just try to get, you know, get them in there on, on the right foot. And that also makes a difference in their mental health. You know, we've talked to people who, you know, the equities, when you give a kid equity, when they're starting out, it keeps them from being bullied or having low self-esteem. It enables them to study better. If they have the supplies, then they can learn better and they are more likely to have a healthy, successful life because of... exactly Right. So that's now going to be an annual event. Is that open to the public? Yeah, that is open to the public. So that's held. Um, our law firm does sponsor that as well. So that's held uh, usually in the parking lot of the law firm in Hallandale Beach at Censorship uh, Law Group. That is definitely 100% open to the public. Every year we've sold out. So we do try to do a sign up a little bit before so you can reserve your book bag. Um, but we've also, if we see that we're, you know, selling out of the book bags, then we'll just get more. <laughs> so we like to really not exclude anyone and make sure everybody in the community is is provided with the tools they need. Okay, when you have that date, let us know. We will share it with the audience, absolutely, because we know how much people really do need help. Um, and again, it's still a carryover from the pandemic because people are still out of work. Families are still having trouble, you know, making ends meet. And being able to have free supplies is a huge help to children who then become young people. And again, the goal is to prevent the drug abuse. Uh, Mental health disease, you can't always control. Sometimes there's a genetic component or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, wiring that's wrong in the brain and that requires medical help. But anything you can do to take the difficulty, take the the load off. Yeah, one less stressor for them, you know. See, now you've learned a lot (laughs) just knowing that term stressor um, because those are things that can be triggers for people to take action that they might have contemplated and not done, you know, and that can lead to a situation like happened with your brother taking his life and taking your father with him. Um, 
How do you stand up every year at this 5K and talk about it again and again? Oh, it's tough. I'm some days are easier than others. Um, but you just, again, you know, you have a great support system. Everybody's in the community has been really amazing. Um, you guys have been amazing. So you just, you know, you gain strength from everybody around you. It sounds like a really, a special morning with a lot of people, um, bonding. Do do you need volunteers or sponsors still at this point? I mean, we're always open to it. The more, the merrier. (laughs) You know, it takes a village with some of these events. So the easiest way to get in touch with us is our email address is tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com. It goes right to me. And then, you know, if anybody wants to help out or have any ideas, I'm always open to receiving them. Okay. And what kind of guidance do you give people who call looking for information about mental health? Do you refer them to these organizations that are on your website? Yes, exactly. So we do have a resources tab. Um, We like to guide them there. And I'm constantly getting, you know, people reaching out, trying to promote more resources. So, you know, we're always open to that and just trying to make it as full circle as possible and get everybody in there. Okay, so again, that would be the email, tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com if someone is part of a mental health organization and wants to be on your list of resources. Just email and make a request to Stephanie Fenster-Scheib. It really doesn't matter how you spell it (laughs) because you'll get it. Yeah, (laughs) right. You'll find it. (laughs) Right. The important thing to remember is tellrobertfoundation.com or tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com. Where do you see this going, say, five years down the road? What, what would be your dream for the Tell Robert Foundation? Wow, just maybe some national recognition would be amazing. Just keep it growing, keep the name and the story alive. And, you know, I want to keep the memory of my dad and brother alive and just try to help. Even if we help one person, our mission has been, you know, completed. Amen. Okay. So April 15th, that's the date to put on your calendar for the Tell Robert Foundation, the Tell Robert 5K at the Hollywood Beach Broadwalk. Stephanie Fenstersheib, please give my regards to your brother. What the two of you have done with the Tell Robert Foundation is tremendous, and I know what a difference you're making in the community. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I will, and we appreciate you as well. All right. We'll see you on the 15th. Yeah, see you then. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.